welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my co-host, Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have today? Oh, this is a good show. Kim Avery, who is a business coach, entrepreneur herself, but just has some real keys for people. Here's a little bit about her. The start of Kim's entrepreneurial journey was anything but smooth. While the client work went amazingly, well, unfortunately, the business building did not. In her first year as an entrepreneur, she wasted hundreds of hours and burned through thousands of dollars, yet only saw mediocre results. There had to be a better way. So she poured through scripture, searching for God's principles and provision for today's busy entrepreneurs. And what she discovered was a treasure trove of specific, actionable promises and an ongoing opportunity to fully partner with our all-loving, all-powerful, all-knowing CEO, Almighty God. And she turned these discoveries into a best-selling book, The Prayer Powered Entrepreneur, 31 Days to Building Your Business with Less Stress and More Joy. And now she helps to build and rebuild people's lives with them all around the world. So I want to encourage you guys Mm. to just open your hearts up because she's going to really give you language for your own heart journey today. Well, Sean, we have a question from a listener. So let me read this question and see what you think. All right. Let's do it. All right. How do you deal with anxiety in running your own business, either in contracting or sometimes even the daily processes? Yeah, I love this because it goes into kind of self-care and self-management of your inner world. I love and uh, when Jesus starts to sermon on the mount, one of the translations, and I think it's the passion translation says, blessed are those who get their inside world right with God because then they'll see God in their outside world. Hmm. And I think so many of us are trying to just work for God instead of actually what you always say, love sons of God or love sons and daughters of God. We have to have that identity. And so I think practically there's a place where we have to be able to rightly compartmentalize what's work and what do I take home with me? And because sometimes when you're entrepreneuring or when you're a contractor, it's, it feels like it's 24 hours a day, but having those spaces and time for self-care or separate work or separate roles, like when you're being a husband or a wife, or when you're being a father or mother, that you know how to leave something behind, even if it's really stressful, that you cast your cares upon God, that you give it to him and that you allow yourself space. Like I go to bed at night, I've had some really hard things happen, even the last few years, and I've gone to bed at night with a clean conscience and a clean heart with God, trusting that he'll work while I'm asleep and that gift of sleep. But I've also done things where I have hobbies and I, and I practice those hobbies out of discipline because you don't have time for hobbies when you're a busy person. You just don't. But I practice them out of discipline because I know that it helps to rebuild me. It helps to give me joy. It helps to give me enjoyment. And I'm also very intentional on the planning of all the things that are priorities in my life, like my time with my wife, my time with my kids. And so it really separates some of the anxiety level because when you're spending healthy time in relationship, anxiety does drain or it gets put in the right position. So when you go back and look at it, you can see it differently and you can also process it differently. But there's lots of other keys too. It's a diet, you know, and, and, and exercise and all these things play into it. It's a well-rounded life that helps you to handle the anxieties of tough times or financial hardships or bad bosses or, or bad, uh, you know, contracts or whatever it is. And things that are falling through lawsuits. I mean, all these things are very real but you're in charge of you and you can actually, God's giving you the power to manage well, if you'll just walk with a minute. 
That's such a great answer. I, I'm just going to give you a personal, how I handle this personally. I'm a type A personality. I'm a D on the strengths finders, on the, uh, on the disc test. And so I'm constantly battling with anxiety. And I feel like years ago, God gave me Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what I literally do when I'm anxious, instead of trusting the Lord with all your heart, I put in this thing that I'm anxious about. Trust in the Lord with cash flow. Trust in the Lord with whatever it is. I put it in there and I appropriate that scripture for whatever I'm going through. And it seems to help me. It's something that I need to do for me. And it's just a practical thing that I do. And all the things that Sean said are spot on, taking care of yourself and and finding you know a business coach if that's what you need to find. So yeah. thank you so much for the question. Well, we have a great business coach on today. So stay tuned for Kim Avery. My new book is called Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. And this book is going to help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are going to form your faith. So you can get this book. So make sure to go to bowlsministries.com encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Welcome back to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm so excited. Kim Avery, you're on today and we're connected to you because of your books and your resources. You have a podcast and you've been helping a lot of specifically Christians go on a journey in their business and entrepreneurship that I just don't think a lot of people have taken the time to give away and to, to coach, to train, to bring wisdom to. And I'm so glad you're doing it. So thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Well, Bob, I know this is our first time, both of us with Kim, but we had some behind the scenes time mm-hmm. and we already know she's a live wire. So I'm excited about starting this conversation with her. Yeah. Kim, take us back into when you really start to partner with God over your career of doing this coaching and business coaching and helping people. Yeah. So I would say I started as a coach about 15 years ago. I come from the world of professional counseling about 15 years prior ago, I guess from here, um, the Lord called me into coaching and I had I was so naive about business. I had no idea that the day I became a coach, I just opened my own business. Wow. I mean, wow. it's as if I walked into my living room as if it were the therapist's office and thought, where are the clients? Looked right, looked left, and no, nobody was there. So I went back to my little home office and thought, oh, this is going to be different. And so I did it all wrong. I rolled up my sleeve. <laughs> You know, I put my nose to the grindstone. And while I did ask God to come behind and bless me, my basic business philosophy was, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I'm going to make it. You know, I've got some natural skills, some natural talent. I'm not afraid to work hard. I can dig deep and build a business. And I did. Mm -hmm. And it was lovely. So brings me to 2017. I had a flu. It was Christmas time, the world's weirdest flu. It wasn't so bad that I couldn't think but it was bad enough that I couldn't get off the couch and all I could do was think. So during that <laughs> period, I'm staring at my office door. And of course I'm thinking as a business coach about my business and all my clients' businesses. And I was feeling kind of good. I was like, I think my business is doing fine. If I look around at all the other businesses in the world, and if I look at my clients' businesses, I think they're doing fine too. And then it hit me, wait a minute. If my business partner, business owner is the almighty, all-knowing, all-sufficient, all-connected, all-resourced God, why does my business look the same as those who don't know wow. God? Wow, that's wow. a question. I had FBC's full-body chills just from that question. 
So what did you find out? <laughs> well, it sent me on a hunt. Yeah. Right? Sure. What is it, Lord, that you have? Because I know he doesn't necessarily promise me a Lamborghini or tell me I'm exactly going to get this contract or this amount of money. He has plans for my business that are bigger yeah. and deeper, as well as including the results. And so I really went through scripture, stem to stern, and said, Lord, what are some of these Bible promises that I know, that I know, that I know, that apply to business people, to entrepreneurs, so that when I live into these promises, I know I'm cooperating with what you're already doing, without a doubt, how it is you want to grow me, grow my relationships with others, grow my business, and grow my results. And thus, in cooperation with you, I can pray these in faith and watch mm -hmm. you work. And so the Lord helped me. Of course, there's so many, right? But the Lord helped me narrow it down to 31 because I'm a, <laughs> so a very small brain, you know? And so what I want to do is be able to pray one a day and then just watch. Because what wow. happens, sometimes I get lost in my requests. I have so many, I don't notice God working. Mm. But if I just focus on one specific request a day and I know that it's something he wants for me, I can watch in every conversation, in our podcast conversation today, in the emails I receive, everything that happens. I think, how is God helping me be more bold? Because I know That's he so wants that for me. Yeah. And so as I repeated that month after month, year after year, it's just changed me, changed the way I do business. And of course, changed the results that my business gets. What I hear from that too, is like what you walk through yourself, you know, helping others produce. And that's not always the result of other people's lives and coaching and even counseling, but it's something that got, it sounds like he really pushed you into this. Like he's like, let me do this with you and then let's yeah. multiply this. And so what happened when it became like, okay, I'm changing my model of coaching. Was it a big change? Was it a little change? It was a small change because I, again, small brain, small faith. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I took baby steps. But one thing I know the Lord has told me about five, seven years ago is I want you to live your life out loud. The good, mm -hmm. the bad, the ugly, the in-between. Yep. You, know, you are a light on a hilltop. You're a city on a hill. Shine right? Show others what I'm doing by living your life out loud. And so I just invited people into each prayer point, each journey. So it started out, mm -hmm. I just shared one a week, you know, so that took 31 weeks before I did that. And then finally turned into a 31 day prayer challenge. And here's one of the ways God showed up. As a marketing coach, I don't recommend anybody listening to me do a 31 day prayer challenge. Don't do a 31-day challenge of any kind. <laughs> Join and then they get distracted. Life is yeah. so busy and it's discouraging. The numbers get smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, typically I'd say do a three to five-day challenge, but the Lord said, no, wow. 31. I want you to go through each point. And 31 days into it, more and more and more people joined each day. I've never seen that happen as a business marketing coach. Only God can do that kind of thing. So you're saying that in this long form, it, it, it gained momentum. Yes. And, and the momentum that was gained just continued. That, that is really interesting. I, I want to come back for a second. And you said you were a therapist. Mm -hmm. And now, and now your business coach. So, what's the difference? Tell, tell us. <laughs> That's a great question. Set, I was thinking the same thing. So, this I, is a good the one. skill set. I mean, I I love your enthusiasm. I see, I, but I would love for our listeners to know the difference in the skill set and what, what how you put a line of demarcation there. 
Yeah. When I first entered therapy, like maybe some other people, I used to sit in the church and think of myself, but other people in the church too. You know, we tend to come on Sunday and not leave our Christ, live our Christianity out on Monday, right? right yeah. We tend to live lives kind of aimlessly, just reacting to what's going on. We tend to have joy when things go well, and we're miserable when things aren't. And so God laid it on my heart. I really want my people to be Christ-saturated every moment of every day, joy-filled, even when times are hard, purpose-driven. And so as a counselor, I could live into that and I could meet people in their point of pain and help them understand God's promises are true on the mountaintop and in the valley. But it was very one-on-one work, right? right? Because people have been through trauma and hurt and brokenness. And then this field of life coaching started to grow and, and take flight. And I thought, wow, if I could help one other person as a coach, a person who's functioning well, who's out working, who's in society, their life doesn't just change. It affects their family and their workplace and their church and their ministry. And so there's these ripple effects that go out when you're working as a coach versus a therapist. Both are needed, but they actually have different points of entry and different impact. Yeah, Bob and I both do some measure of coaching and some measure of consulting. And so it's really interesting because you almost need to have some therapy skill sets because so much of what stops people or causes them to see the lesser result is because choices they made in their marriage or choices they made in their with their kids or choices they made in performance drivenness or whatever it is. So it's it's so interesting to have a full therapy background and come into coaching. I know right. that's why you're such a prolific voice yes. now. I want to kind of go to one of the, is an abrupt change, but one of the hard parts of life that you went through just a few years ago with your daughter. Can you tell that story and how it impacted you? And I'm just, I, I have two daughters, so I can't even imagine what you walked through in this because my daughter's a little, they're, they're, you know, seven and eight. So I can't imagine, but tell us that story and how God built a, a story through it. Yeah, um, my, I have two children, a daughter and a son. My daughter was the oldest. And as a firstborn, high achieving, written several books. She was an wow. Ironman triathlete, went to the oh world, competed in the Ironman 11 times. I mean, if there was any, but a heart like David, King David in the Bible, oh. just giving, caring and giving. So just my very best friend on the entire planet. But if anybody was the picture of health, it would have been my daughter. If you can do an Ironman, you can do anything. And so on her marital journey, she'd been married about seven years and she and her husband were having trouble having children. Of course, I really wanted to be a grandma. So (laughs) a lot of prayer went into that. And they finally had twin grandsons. They were micro preemie babies, which means one was just a pound and change and the other was two pounds and change. So they could fit in my hand. They were smaller. They were NICU for months, you know, the whole nine yards. But God would was healing them. They were home. They were doing fine. I'd never seen my daughter and my son-in-law so happy. And then, right, August 3rd, it was 2019, sat down. It was just another ordinary day. It was time to have devotions. And as it would just happen, (laughs) I was in the Gospel of John in chapter 11, which if you're familiar with scripture is where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. But of course, Jesus dies or Jesus dies, Lazarus dies first. And it also just talks about Mary's journey through the whole thing. And so I I actually actually have my Bible here. I don't usually write in the margins, but I wrote in the margins three things that morning. Lord, I want a heart like Mary to love you so much, I give you my all. Sit at your feet to always listen and learn. And here was point number three, that I trust your plan even when the days are dark. 
Mm. And it was a sunny, beautiful August day. But at seven o'clock that night, we got a phone call that my daughter had died of a sudden brain aneurysm. No warning, no illness, no signs, nothing. She's got these infant grandsons. She's got her husband. I'm her best friend. And it was so unexpected. You know, and of course, parents never expect their children to predecease them. But but I want to say this. I mean, of course, there's tons of grief. I never want to paint over anybody's grief journey. There's yeah. loss. The loss is irrecoverable until I'm together with her in eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been many tears. But that, Lord, I want to trust you even when the days are dark. I thought, I have a heavenly father who not only goes, you know, and does things through me and does things for me. He loves me so much. He comes to me the morning of this life-changing events and prepares my heart and meets with me, causes me to have a submissive heart that said, whatever your will is, here's the goal. I want to trust you. Mm. This is of my heart before I even know what's going to happen that day. That is my father mm-hmm. preparing me because he knew the dark road that is ahead. And while I have grieved like nobody's business and cried more tears than I ever thought I would cry, I have never once doubted my father's love and wow. blame. And that is a miracle. Yes. That is not self-generated. That is not, I'm so mature. That is not tough. And I'm not in denial. That is Jesus causing the prayer to rise up Mm -hmm. and then answering the prayer. Wow. I just know so many people who have experienced some measure of loss of any kind, especially the last few years have been so hard for so many people. And to have that message in the center of it, it's like, it's going to be hard no matter what, but to not have God, I don't know how people... Do it without that place of connection to God. And I just, I heard that in your story from before. And I know a lot of launched after this, like it was a real catalyst experience for God's goodness started to break out in some of your business ventures. And I, th- I thought, I don't know, we haven't talked about this, but I just thought in some ways, some of that mother energy that you have, because you're such a nurturer, I can feel it, like probably even got more assigned to some of the people you're working with, although you may not, they may not look at you as mom or whatever, but the nurturing and that aspect of walking alongside people and actually caregiving, so to speak, through coaching is not always done. So many, so many times it's detached. So many times yeah. it's, it's very separate to professional. And I love that. I feel like God has a calling in your life to be a spiritual mom in a way, even if it's, you know, through this kind of medium. So I felt like when I was reading your story and even hearing you say that, I'm like, thank God that he's even redeeming that place of motherhood, of course, for your, your natural family but also for all these people who come in contact with you as a coach, because there's something added that you get to give because of who you are and what you walk through. Thank you for saying that. I ran across someone last week and she was having a hard time believing God was active and good in her life. Mm -hmm. And I was sharing no specific story, just that, you know, he's for you. He loves you. His eyes are on you all the time. And she said, it's just so funny when you say it, I believe you. Yeah. And I think that's part of that gift of, you know, what you know, what you know, when you've been through that journey with God, you don't even have to count the journey. You don't, it's just that if there's one thing I know, it's that my father is good. Yeah. 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 Wow. But I don't know where you got from there. It's so good. (laughs) If we get back to your business. Yeah. 
and we see, you see the growth in it. What are your dreams and visions as you're moving forward now? Have you gone through this valley of the shadow? And what are you, what are you dreaming and hoping for? Yeah, it's so funny you said that because I do think that was a real shifting event. My daughter helped me a little with the book that God caused all that prayer to write called The Prayer Powered Entrepreneur. And of course, I had hopes and dreams for the book. And my daughter passed away and the pandemic came. And I'm like, God, if you want to market the book, it's all yours. Yeah. You know, and I'm a marketer. But but it's just, you know, all my bandwidth needs to go into grieving. It needs to go into my clients that I have, you know, the things on my plate. Um, almost almost like a good luck, God. Yeah. <laughs> I exactly <laughs> the book that nobody markets, nothing. <laughs> but 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 it's your this was all your idea, God. It's your book. It was always just a passion project for me. But that is the one part of my business, right? That has taken off. Mm. Turns out God's a very good marketer. Yes, he is. Without me really hardly doing anything. And so as I've asked him about it, Bob, thank you for asking about the vision for it, because the Lord gave me this picture. And, you know, we live in a day and age where a lot of people aren't seeking God. And if it, where I live in Polk County, Florida, 28% of the people go to church on any given Sunday. I mean, that's a very small proportion of the population. And if people are looking for God, they're not necessarily going to church to find him in this day and age. So I was asking, Lord, what is your heart for your children? He gave me this picture, and I don't know if any of you are from the Midwest, but in the Midwest, we had a weed that was called a dandelion. As a child, mm -hmm. I thought it was beautiful flower, bright yellow flower, but they were tenacious. They grew in the cracks of sidewalks or in a <laughs> field. They grew couldn't get rid of them, right? They grew everywhere. But before a dandelion goes to seed, it's that wispy white little mm -hmm. puppy flower thing that you see children blow. And so the Lord gave me this vision of that is entrepreneurs and the Holy Spirit is blowing wow. on the seeds all over the globe, so that in all the hard and hidden and humble places of the world where people aren't seeking God, they aren't looking for truth. They don't know they're going to run into a Christian. They'll go into a pet walker or a dry cleaner or a coach or a consultant or any other business, and they're going to encounter someone who's the image of the living God. Who's so going to show them God's love. And I feel like entrepreneurs are just a huge part of the wave of the way he wants to love on the world right now. But for that to work, the entrepreneurs have to be successful and prayerful. Yeah. Those two things. And as a business coach, we have to keep it at the master's feet. We don't want to succeed for success's purposes. And we don't want to sit in our prayer chair saying, Lord, make it happen, make it happen. We want to be prayer powered entrepreneurs. And so that's really the vision God's laid on my heart of what I think he's doing around the world. Yeah, and I like the way you're framing this too. First of all, Bob and I are in complete agreement. We're your vision is my vision. You know, I love that so much. Mm -hmm. And I love that you asked that, Bob, because you probably don't get asked him very often, what are your dreams? What are your aspirations for God to do? Because you're helping other people all the time with there. So I'm so glad we got to hear just a little taste of your dreams. I'd love to hear more of them in the future. But I think of like a lot of people when they talk about prayer, it's very disconnected from reality. What I loved about when I was reading from what you teach and what you give people is tools that help it to be practical, but spiritual. And it actually does something like you're looking for the prayer to move and uh, to move God, to move people. And I, I, I just so love that. So talk about that a little bit, because it is a big contrast. I've read lots of books about prayer, especially for marketplace people through the year for decades, since the 80s. And yeah. your book is something different because it's not um, 
Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not so spiritual that's useless. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's very useful. Principles, <laughs> practical is right. It's for busy people like me because my my wrestling with the Lord when I realized that my business being just fine was not really a very good thing yeah. <laughs> was Lord, do you want me to stop doing business to pray? Because I had in mind am I supposed to do deep right. intercessory prayer, right. fasting and prayer. I mean, there's all kinds of prayer and they're wonderful, but. As business people, as entrepreneurs, we actually need to have a much more practical prayer relationship. And so if I have time for a quick example, I'd love to share it with you. Please. So I had this picture in my mind. Suppose that I was going into an industry I know nothing about. So for me, that would be like finances and investing. I've never met a number I like. Okay. So suppose (laughs) God called me to go into finances and investing and Warren Buffett heard of my desire and said, Kim, I'm so excited for you. And I really want you to succeed. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to Winter Haven, Florida. I'm going to pull up a chair right next to you all day, every day. And if you have a question, if you need a resource, if you need a connection, I am here for you, Kim. You ask me. I'm like, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be wonderful? And every day I walked in my office and gave him a high five and said, hey, Warren, good to see you. And then I just gutted it out on my own. That's how most of us do business. So right. Bless my day, Warren. I'll, I'll recap at the end of the day and I'll tell you how it went. Instead, it's as if there's a chair right here, right? God's closer mm-hmm. than a breath. And he's saying, ask me anything. Ask me what to say in this conversation. Ask me how to do this. Ask me where the strength is for that. And the reason I like to break it into 31 days and 31 points is because I want to watch him work. That's what builds my faith. So if I'm only yeah. looking for one characteristic today, Lord, help me be teachable. Help me be humble. Help me be bold, whatever it is. All through the day, I can say, ooh, I can see how he offered me that opportunity. Ooh, I can see how I lived it out. And so we just grow and grow and grow in our ability to pray and watch him answer. So beautiful. (laughs) You know, you're telling that story. And every year, Warren Buffett does this charity thing and people buy lunch. And it's over $10 million people are paying now to have lunch with him. Just lunch. And And we have God. And I always think about like, wow, we have God. Exactly, John. And to your point, Kim, it's a a wonderful story. Well, Kim, you're a beautiful human being. And I know we want our audience to hear. Yes. And just get your books, get your resources, hear your podcast. So how do they get a hold of you? What's the best way? Thank you. I think what I'm most passionate about, right, is this prayer journey. And so you can learn more about that at prayerpower.com prayerpower.com. You'll find a prayer quiz. You'll be able to assess what areas of your business will most benefit from prayer and ways that you can partner with the Father. And that's all free. Yeah. Kim, tell us the name of your book and where we can get it. Oh, I'm sorry. So the book is The Prayer Powered Entrepreneur and you can get it anywhere books are sold. So great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This was a great interview and I hope to have you back again. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have. 
that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bullsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean, wow, what an interview. I know she even made a speech at one point when she was talking yeah. about her daughter. It was so deep and rich and real, authentic that it was yeah. like, I didn't know where to go with that for a second. I needed to process it. Yeah. And when you're interviewing people, you don't always have that time to process. So you you picked it back up real fast with me. But I'm, I'm like, you know, what an amazing story of being a Christian her whole life and then 2017 getting so rocked by God or hit by God to really do it with him. And the story about Warren Buffett, how she shared that. I was like, yes, I've shared similar stories. I'm like, right. that's how we have to view God. I think the fact that she recognizes that she has all these different strengths in marketing and business, but she realized this missing part about being integrated with God as her partner. It just spoke volumes to me uh, about the difference. And, uh, you know, Sean, I have a story about God partnering with me causing me to be quiet through uh, negotiation yeah, and, having a better, and having a better result than I could have if I would have negotiated. And the beautiful part about that story is he just wanted to let me know that he's the author and finisher of my faith. And that's what I took mm. from him. Well, and I hope you who are watching and listening, I hope, I hope it inspired you too, because God's coming after mature right now. It's not just baby Christians who don't really know how to walk with God. It's like, there's a lot of us who there's areas that he's, he's trying to apprehend right now to say, grow with me in this. You who are mature, grow with me in this. A lot of the parables were written for people yeah. who had some spiritual foundation and could understand them. And so, of course, a lot of people would look back later on and go, wow, now I know what he means. But some people right in that audience that when he first spoke to them had the maturity and the seedbed of relationship to, to God somehow to where it resonated with them. And I think her stories were like that. It helped us to say, okay, God, take me on a mature journey, not just a, a baby Christian journey, a young journey, but take me on a mature journey. We want those maturing vehicles and stories like this help us to to grab hold of that so i hope you'll listen again next time on exploring the marketplace podcast and vodcast on cbn news thanks for watching today and bob thanks for co-hosting that was a great show that was a great show thanks again see you guys soon thanks for listening to the exploring the marketplace podcast part of the exploring podcast series if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.